Wow, listeners, welcome back to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. Lots of people listening. This is awesome. We have 14,160 listeners. We're getting trillions of plays. This is great. God is swirling around us. God bless us all. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And trusting God day by day says if there are no impossibilities, then we can live in constant victory and nothing can threaten us or make us feel afraid of the future. Everything that is in the will of God will be accomplished in his way and his timing. And I think that we are learning that. And it's given us this inner strength. It's calming us down. We're not pushing and hustling and try to run thing, running things. I love it. Uh, life is not too much for us. And there isn't anything that we cannot handle, not according to God. For he says through the Apostle Paul that we can do all things through Christ who is our strength. And we are ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infused inner strength into us. So before we let go and let God be our all in all, we usually have to find out the hard way that we cannot do it all on our own. And the hard way means that we keep trying and failing over and over until we admit total dependence on God. Raising my hand, I have put total dependence on God. And it can be a long and painful journey. And some people will never reach the end of themselves. But for those who do, it is the beginning of living with their soul at rest. And they know they cannot do it all. But they also know that God can. They know that they can't do it all. And then they decide that watching him do what needs to be done, as only he can do, is actually entertaining. I love to watch God work. It's one of my greatest pleasures in life. This is Joyce Myers talking. Since we know that God is keeping the universe running properly every second of every day, why would we doubt that he can take care of us? He has all the power. He has all the authority, all wisdom, and he loves us with a perfect love that is promised to us unconditionally and forever. Make sure that you are leaning on him in every situation. 
And you have to believe that God is good and that he wants to be good to you. So put your faith in him and enter into his rest. I'll move over. There's plenty of room. (laughs) Trust in him and believe that God has the power to help you and that since he has all wisdom, he's going to know exactly what to do and when to do it. Just lean on him completely and trust him to give you the strength to do what you need to do while you wait on him to do what only he can do. Amen. You have nothing to worry about, listeners. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. That's right, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Worrying is totally useless. And Joyce Meyer says she used to be a worrier, so she knows what a stronghold it can become in our lives. And she also knows that it's a bad habit that is not easily broken. But since all things are possible with God, then it is possible for us to live free from worry, anxiety, and fear. If you're willing to give up worrying, then you will be able to enter into an attitude of celebration. You can trust God and enjoy life while he solves all your problems. Nothing is outside of God's control. So in reality, there's nothing to worry about, right? When we begin to look at worry in a realistic manner, we see how totally useless it is. Our minds revolve endlessly around and around and around a problem, searching for answers that only God has. We may ponder a thing and ask God for wisdom, but we do not have God's permission to worry. Pondering a thing in God is peaceful, but worrying is what brings the torment. When we worry, we torment ourselves. We can pray and ask God to help us not to worry, but ultimately we have to choose to put our thoughts on something other than our problems, listeners. A refusal to worry is proof that we trust God and it releases him to go to work on our behalf. Refuse to worry. I love it. I wonder how much our mental time is spent worrying, reasoning, fearing, possibly more than is spent on anything else. So change that. Instead of meditating on our problems, Let's choose to meditate on on the alls of God. He says that you can cast all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares for you. 
So let us realize how unlimited his power is and then trust him. Trust him, listeners, to do what we cannot do. You have nothing to be worried about. You have to believe that God will take care of you. You have to do what you can't do and work every situation out for good. Then you're going to give yourself permission to stop, stop, stop worrying. Okay? Trusting God makes you more powerful than any of your worries. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 says, He is is before all things, and in, in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, head of the church. He is the beginning, and he is the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. When we give God our all, we are actually saying to him, God, your will be done, not mine. Stay right there. We'll be back. We've got more. It's a never-ending topic. We've got more. If you notice, listeners, whenever you're wrestling with something, it usually doesn't work out the way we want. The Apostle Paul begged those that he taught to dedicate all of their members and faculties to God for his will and use. And if we refuse to do that, then he's going to find a submitted vessel, that means someone else, to work through. And then we're going to miss out on what God has best for us. You don't want to do that. God is not necessarily looking for people with amazing abilities, but he searches for availability and a person who is willing to simply do whatever he asks them to do. If we will lift our hands to God and say, I am available to do whatever you want me to do, we will have peace and joy as we journey through life. So raise your hands and say, I am available to do whatever you want me to do, Lord. Don't worry about what others think. Don't worry if anything seems beyond your ability. Just do all you can do and then trust God to do the rest. I love it. Part of disciplining ourselves to celebrate life is refusing to live in sadness. There's a time to mourn, but we dare not let it become a way of life. The Bible says that weeping or mourning endures for a night, but joy 
comes in the morning. There are things that happen in life that rightfully need to be mourned over that are going to make us sad. But joy is always going to return to balance things out. We must let joy back in our lives. And after times of sadness, don't feel guilty about enjoying life. After disappointment, after tragedy has struck, okay, there's a time to mourn. And then there is a time to rejoice because we are not to stay in the state of mourning. Part of life is dealing properly with sadness and disappointment. We can't avoid them and we shouldn't deny the emotions that go with any loss of any kind. But listeners, we can recover. You have to rejoice that God brought the wrongdoing to light and it was discovered and then the people mourned and then they got over it. Life goes on. If you let an area of your life get out of balance because of a lack of discipline, you have to see the truth and get back on track. There's no offsetting reason not to celebrate life. We can't live in a state of mourning over things that have happened that we cannot change. In Christ, there is always a place of new beginnings. And that is good news that is worth celebrating. Allow yourself to feel those feelings, but don't get stuck there. Trust, always trust that God has a plan for you and that he wants you to have joy in the morning. Every morning that you can. I like that. In Touch Magazine, it says life before grace. Grace is the unmerited love that God shows to sinful people. He expressed this love through the sacrificial death of his son, and it becomes ours when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. Because of grace, we are forgiven by God, and therefore we are part of his family. Before encountering grace, Saul of Tarsus, who was later known as the Apostle Paul, was very religious, but he was blind to God's perspective and plan. He actively opposed those who followed Christ. With a goal of destroying the church, he sought to eradicate the Christian faith, which he deemed false. He continued persecuting believers until he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. That's Acts chapter 9. 
That is where he surrendered his will to the Lord and became a true follower of Christ. Some people are religious, and yet they lack a personal relationship with God. I hope that doesn't describe you, because God offers every one of us grace and salvation through our faith in him. Amen. Oh no, listeners, one thing I know for sure, we, all of us, have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and that is our salvation. Amen. We'll be back. Hear what he has to whisper in our ear today. So as we continue to seek the Lord, let us hear from him. Listen carefully. The troubles in life can keep you overwhelmed in searching for answers instead of searching for me. You must find your strength from me because your worries will leave you weak. But in your weakness, I will be your strength. Continually seek me and you will find all you need to walk firmly in your faith. Let our time together not be momentary, but continuous. Let your desperation drive you into my presence. I need you to search for me, not because I'm hiding, but because your constant desire to be in my presence draws you closer to me. I am always with you, a ready help in times of trouble. But part of the answer is in the asking. When you come to me in prayer, your faith is is displayed in ways that my grace responds to. Your voice beckons mine and your heart draws in my own. I have always meant for you to walk through every moment of your life with me. My desire is that you would continually be filled with my love and assured of my presence. When you seek me, you will find me and I will strengthen your heart and increase your faith as you trust in me. says it all listeners first chronicles 16 11, search for the lord and for his strength continually seek him amen i came across um, this passage it says six things to forgive yourself for Number one, I forgive myself for looking for love in places I am not even respected. I forgive myself for finding excuses for those who used my kindness 
and compassion as weapons against me. I forgive myself for trying to fit in a box, shrink and dim my light to please people who never question their hurtful behavior. I forgive myself for having stayed too long in an environment that slowly broke my bones and my soul. I forgive myself for doubting my worth every time someone judged me or rejected me. I forgive myself for having apologized for being me with my own needs and limits and dreams. I forgave so I can move on with my life and make space for more love, more respect, and more peace. Amen. Faith and light shine brightest at night. Here's my book. <laughs> Pray more. Psalm 27, verse 8. You have said, Seek my face, inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, Your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek will I inquire for and require of necessity and the authority of your word. Listeners, God wants you to seek his face, for he knows that when you do, your heart, mind, and spirit will have their true focus. You will find his peace. You will find his strength. You will find his way. You will be more in line with his will for you because you have looked to him before you even set your foot out the door or stuck your toe in the water. Your spirit needs God's presence just as your body needs air, just as your body needs food, and just as your body needs water. God is aching to hear your voice. He's ready. He's ready for that heart-to-heart -heart talk that you will that will energize you for the day. Seek, speak, listen, then walk. Here I am, Lord, coming before you seeking your presence, breathing in your spirit, drinking in your light, feeding on your wisdom. Show me your way, Lord. 
show me your way. From my heart to your heart. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. We just got these blessings started. It was a great, great podcast. Repeat it. Go back and listen again. It's a good word. And God wants to make sure that he's been heard. Continue your acts of kindness. Just don't think about them. Make sure you act upon them. I love you. Jesus loves you. Come back tomorrow. Bye for now.